are all these dimensions, worlds, alternate realities, and they're all right on top of each other. It forks off into a new possibility. We wanted choices, chances, the movements would allow us to travel to a dimension permanently, stay there. Welcome back to a new NY Patriot show. This week we have Dean Reiner from the Up Is Down podcast. Uh, another show I had stumbled across. Um, I might be wrong, but you use Spreaker, Dean? I do. Yeah, see, I actually had went through um, shows that were just specifically Spreaker, and I was like, let me find some new shows to listen to, and maybe I can find some guests. And this is how I found you. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was really just random. I found you and some other guy, and you actually both have amazing stuff, and I I had him on, and now I'm having you on. Uh, I definitely suggest to go listen to this dude's stuff. It's, uh, you have to think, you know, and I like shit like that. Uh, You have to pay attention, and I mean, just talking to him before we started to record, I mean, he was already dropping some deep shit, and I was like, damn, I I better hit this button before we keep going. (laughs) So, Well, thanks uh, a lot. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Thanks for the invite. Let everybody know now, and then again at the end, uh, please let everybody know where they can find you. Oh, man. Well, they can find me. Well, they probably won't find me um, (laughs) where I am right now in this physical location because I am in an undisclosed location. (laughs) And the beautiful misty hillsides of Northwest Oregon on our tiny little micro farm spread. So there might be some chicken noises. There's, I'm in a room and there's a window and the chickens like to stand outside the window and look at themselves and scratch and squeak and peck at themselves. And uh, so you might hear some of that, but um, for the show, you could find me basically anywhere you find podcasts. I, I am really over the whole Apple iTunes thing. Yeah. I'm on there. I mean, I have my RSS feed goes out all over the place. Thanks to Spreaker. Cause they handled that pretty well, but you can find me on Spreaker. Yep. You can find up is down on, on Apple iTunes um, podcasts. I like Podverse. I've been looking into all the other podcasting 2.0 apps, courtesy of Adam Curry from no agenda. So, Oh really? Yeah. Anywhere you find I'll podcasts, generally you'll be able to find my, my show. Uh, Cause I have a, Somehow, man, I have a really great rating. People really like the work I do. And um, I only have a few, you know, one or two stars, and it's it's all really personal from people. So I don't really give a shit. I don't ask people to to like. I mean, I, I do ask people to um, to at least listen. And if they like what they listen to, to maybe share it with someone else. But I don't demand people give me five-star reviews. I'm not trying <laughs> to get up there in the algorithms. I'm just trying to make a product that – I am satisfied with. They, you know, yo, make, that is the biggest thing right there. As long as you're happy with what you did, that's all that matters. Yeah. That is beautiful. I, I, that is beautiful. I'm trying to make a, I mean, I, 
I, I make, I like to think anyway, I make a good show and I think I do because I make the kind of show that I want to listen to. There you go. There you, you know, go. that's awesome. I try to do something a little bit different. I don't always like to have guests, although the last six or seven episodes I've done, I've been talking with people because I think it's a really good time to stay in contact with people and actually put context uh, behind some of the doom scrolling that we see on social media to actually find some people out there and, and get them to tell their story from their experience, I think is important, but that's not the crux of my show. I like to create a, a, a textural audible experience that allows one to think about things in different ways without drawing any lines in the sand, but to create something that is emotive and thought provoking and interesting, you know, and sometimes funny. And so, I mean, sometimes I just rant and, get pissed and other times I don't say a word at all. I just make montages with audio clips and music. And I think some of those are some of my favorite pieces because it's literally like it's a sonic painting. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I do that um, with the occult rejects. Now I've been trying to like make my own intros and stuff like, you know, special ones. And I can actually say, I really do enjoy just sometimes making those little intros with like the music and the samples and stuff. It's just, it's more of a way for me to be creative with what I'm doing. Regardless of anybody else like it, I'm enjoying it. I think it's great, man. I think that kind of stuff is super fun because it, it takes you outside of your, of, it, it, it kind of takes you outside of getting in your way, you know, yes. where you can start to see these pieces of audio and these sounds and these songs, these pieces of music and kind of stitch them together to form another tapestry of something that is yeah. separated from what you originally thought of. You know, you can have someone's, you know, audio clip, some sound bite, some 10 second piece of speaking, and then you could put that behind, um, some really cryptic or beautiful music, or you can slow down that audio. It's just been really, it's really fun to just to yeah, paint with sure sound in that way. So really is really is. Yeah. I heard, uh, you know, it's funny that you said paint with that sound in that way. Uh, there was something, I actually watched some like Freemason thing. I think it was like on Netflix or maybe, or maybe I found it on uh, YouTube and it was like a documentary. And I assumed it probably would have been like really half-assed bullshit. And there was a guy who said that, uh, one of the Freemasons that there were, um, interviewing said something kind of like uh symbols are just uh words and letters are just symbols to describe sound and thought yeah and then i, I think mean, that's exactly what i think it is to tell you the truth yeah i think there's some weight behind that for sure yeah, yeah. i mean our, our our whole understanding of the cosmologies of the, the heavens and on earth is based in symbolic representations which are all strangely angular <laughs> you know, by and large, they're, they're angular, um, not necessarily cyclical or circular. You know, we have things like Q and O and P and, you know, letters mm -hmm. like, you know, like lowercase, uppercase. Um, but the angles, I think, are really important to, to pay attention to because angles. Yes, yes I and, believe that 100%. And sound, sound is light. And, uh, and, and sound can equate to light and, and light can be as far as I understand, uh, computed and, and, um, and uh, punctuated as math. And so when you have lots of angles and lines, you think about the real roots of how letters are formed. You go back to things like runes and binary and um, uh, barcode kind of things like that. Like, uh, I forget what the word is. That is, I just find it all really interesting. And then, you know, yeah. you go back to the deeper than that, than the Terrence McKenna utterances of the first sounds of early man, you know, just the whole 
uh, uh, you know, vocalizing these things and then somehow deciding that this angle and this sequence of lines together, this collaboration of angles is adequate to express this particular sound. And that sound is equal to light as well. I think it's just all really interesting. I don't know much about it, but I just, I just like thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> from, from my um, like practice in occultism and stuff, uh, you know, just when you start using Hebrew, because that's big in ceremonial magic. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, those, I mean, they have so many things attributed to them. I mean, they could be like a, you know, one word could be a, also represent an ox that has a numerical value. Then, you know, it could also be pictorial. You know, a lot of them, you know, that's one of them supposed to represent like, you know, tongue and teeth and the back of the head, all sorts of weird stuff like that. And I do believe that with the English language, um, like you were saying, with the angles, that really, I mean, makes me think about like M and W. I do believe that those letters and a lot of letters, if not all of them in the English alphabet are actually supposed to be like, uh, or do have occult meanings behind like each one. I think they represent uh, pictorial things. uh Angles of light reflection, stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I, I, I mean, even if you look at W, I mean, that's a sign of Aquarius right there, really, with the waves. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I, and I honestly think that's exactly what M and W are kind of representing. I mean, this is a, be a real th- hard thing for me to get into now because I totally haven't, you know, I'm not uh, comfortable with what I think I know so far, really, to go over it. But I, I do think uh, I have a pretty good case eventually of um laying that out if I can. I think a lot of letters in the English alphabet are really uh, have a cult meaning behind them. I, I definitely agree with that for sure. I, mean, I even think a lot of times with like TNT, like the three-letter acronyms and shit like that, a lot of that has to do with the, the supernal triad on the top of the tree, my opinion. Oh, that's interesting, yeah. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, I, I think about the, um, the angularity of, you know, just how we have used these symbols even from like, you know, um, sigils and sigil magic to like, you know, just writing out your name. And then we have things like cursive, which is almost bereft of any real hard angles. It's all very organic and curved. And it's interesting how cursive is just kind of disappearing. Cursive writing is disappearing. Mm -hmm. And then if you want to get into a whole nother level of thought, you have graffiti and throw up and things like that, which is something I've always loved I'm not really good at, I used to fancy myself a graffiti artist way, way, (laughs) way back in the day, but I still, every single time I see someone's script, every single one, everywhere, anywhere, I study it and I see it as a sigil and I see the, the play of the angles and the curvature and the rewriting and reforming of not only that word, but the subjective nature of that word and how it is so, it's so, uh, fluid and literally cast as fluid when you're throwing it out of your hand and you're doing that throw up tag, you know, I just, I just love it. I think it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I get what you're saying. So you're in New York, right? Yes. New York Patriot. Yes. For now. I mean, it's, I definitely want to get out of here. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah. I can't. I just saw a tweet from Ray Kump it says, New York, come for the pizza. Stay. Cause you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's nuts. So what's it like in New York right now? How's it going? I mean, uh, for the most part, I go out of the five boroughs now because uh, to do anything because you need the vaccine to like go to the gym, the uh, the movies, uh, anything that's indoors, eat inside. It's pretty, in my opinion, it's pretty fucked up. It happened pretty fast. <laughs> yeah. You know what? It. I'll, I'll be honest. Um, you know, I, I kind of assumed when Biden became president, we were going to be fucked. 
Um, I'll, I'll tell you the truth. Even in the long run, I think we're a fuck no matter who. But uh, with him, <laughs> I, I, I do. Uh, I did. I did not think we would actually be uh, with this this vaccine stuff where we are now. I would have thought another six months or a year for him to be the person he is now with that. You know, or to get up on TV and to blame the 25% uh, is going to kill the other 75% to, like, disunify people. Mr. I'm going to unify the people. Right. Uh, that whole thing and that type of, like, Hitler propaganda shit, I was surprised to hear, honestly. I figured yeah. we'd have another year for that. And I was like, wow, we got I, here fast, huh? Yeah. I mean, definitely fast. In no way was it surprising to me. I mean, it was 29 minutes of just lambasting bullshit. But you have to remember, too, that every single one of those numbers are fake. Oh, I don't believe that. I know way too many people who haven't. I'm like, where is he getting these numbers from? I know. Even my father's like, I guarantee he's like, I guarantee you they're taking that from a specific age group and not talking about the other ones. Well, they'll dream up anything they want to do and just spit it out at us. And most people, most people, honestly, unfortunately, just gobble it up as gospel, as real gospel, because there is a strange cult brewing and it's been brewing for decades. Some would probably say thousands of years, honestly, but I think it's really, it's really starting to grow hair and, you know, uh, grow some claws in the last probably five decades or so. But, but yeah, I just think that, any of the, all of these, the whole thing is so subjective and so ginned up and dreamed up that you really can't believe any of it, you know? And I just don't think that there's 75% of the population of the United no. States is vaccinated. I don't I, buy I can't, that I can't buy that at all, uh, for real. That that's a, It was very hard for me to believe. <laughs> you know, but yeah, but they'll put it out there. And yeah. because of that lie, because of that lie, they can set the course for unending competition. Yes, to reinforce that same lie. And, it, you know, it's obviously it's the house of cards built on less cards and lesser cards. And t- the whole thing is just made of glass and can fall down at any minute, but it won't, it won't. I don't think, I think it's just going to keep going and going. And I'm, I have a very unpopular opinion, even amongst my own household that they're going to come and get every single one of us. Eventually. I think it they're going be, to try to. Yeah. It may be in four or five years. It's definitely not going to be in four or five months. Um, and I think some of us, we'd be wise to just buy ourselves as much time as possible. You know, I've thought that too. I've thought that too. And it's, it's a, it's a big black pill. It's a big black pill to swallow, but every single part of the system that we live in is an absolute constructed lie through and through. And that is it. And, and if you, and if you can wrap your brain around that and accept that every single thread of the fabric of the reality of the American dream, or even the shape of the world or the universe is a carefully constructed manipulation fallacy that has gotten people (laughs) so indoctrinated into whether it's scientism or just like I kind of mentioned way earlier, just that weird terminal vulnerability of humanity that you're, that you're just this insignificant, uh, you know, almost invisible body. That's all it takes to keep people scared, keep them undermined, and to keep them dependent on whether it's state or ecclesiastical authority, no matter what. The idea of a divinity is so abhorrent to these power players, but I honestly think that there is something strangely beautiful and terrifyingly divine about this entire coronavirus thing. (laughs) You know, you were just saying something that was making me think about uh, some of the stuff, you know, I, I'm on Instagram and sometimes like, yeah, whatever. I post what I'm, what I'm thinking about, you know, what's on my mind. People don't like it. Oh, well, I mean, 
you know, sometimes it might be a little harsh, but I, I think like, uh, I, you know, I'm even going to bring up, you know, maybe when this episode comes out, maybe things will be different and I might believe this bitch is actually like caring, but, um, I don't buy this whole Nicki Minaj fucking thing at all either. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, you look at, look, I mean, look at everything that she's done. I mean, I was even telling my wife, I said, she's in medical billing for a plastic surgery company. So she sees all sorts of things come in. June, I told her, I said, the reason why it's normal for you to see chicks come back into your practice because of fucked up ass implants from Dominican Republic is because of Nicki Minaj. She had <laughs> made having a gigantic fucking ass and clapping as, as equaling your self-worth. She's the one who really pushed that shit. And now oh, yeah. it's fucking normal. All of a sudden, this fucking scarlet whore is all of a sudden a, uh, a savior. And this is why people uh, stay on the fucking couch and just talk shit from their phone. They don't go out and protest. They don't start their own shows. They don't try to get any message out there. They sit on the fucking phone or on their computer and praise Nicki Minaj or they praise Q or they praise Trump and they do nothing on their own at all. I know, man. And that is the whole idol thing. Like, I felt yeah. like that you were kind of touching on that. And that's that goes like with this whole, like, let me pick a team mindset. It's like, I just have to pick somebody to like and promote. I mean, in yeah. doing that, you almost kind of don't do anything on your own. Yeah, that's how, that's how people are being pushed, no matter what. And um, and it sucks because even yeah. you know, I can talk to, I can talk to occult practitioners who you know, I don't know if you listened to that episode I did with uh, Thomas Leroy from the sect of the Horned God. No, no, no couldn't be any couldn't be any more polarized opposite on the surface from someone like say who i admire and follow and listen to this guy named formerly known as vin armani he's an orthodox christian guy and um on the surface that these two people would seem so completely polarized and diametrically opposed but i think that they're absolutely not and both of these people and diametrically opposite sides of an argument are saying that there is only one path you have to pick a path. It's either the left path or the right path. And those who choose the wrong one, whoops, you're, you're fucked. You're shit out of luck. And I just don't necessarily believe that that is entirely, that it can ha that it has to be so binary. I think that there is a uh, very fragile and delicate middle way. Yes. Yeah. I would say, which Adam, is, yeah, for sure. which, which I think is fraught with even more danger than either left or right. I think that there is a middle way which you can take what you need and leave the rest but very carefully and very vigilantly keeping yourself on track of full objectivity, um, embracing subjectivity, and uh, just deciding for yourself where you're going to stand, taking a little bit of that right angle, that right path, that orthodoxy, and taking a little bit of that heretical left-hand path, that, that crazy-ass rebellion, that risk-taking, that violence, um, taking a little bit of each of those things and building up your own armor as an individual yes. on your own singular path in the middle. And I, I mean, think it's, uh, it's even more dangerous and more scary than, than, uh, than, than its opposites. I will, I will even say, um, like you're mentioning, like, a, you know, not picking one of the two and down the middle. I mean, that's what a, a magician is supposed to do is to remain between both. Um, mm -hmm. It might be hard for some people to understand, and, I, and I'm not saying this uh, to say that you need to be a fucked up person or uh, selfish, but sometimes at least knowing of both can let you uh, understand 
the difference between the two. Yeah, uh, I totally agree. Know, I think that's why it's important to study and absorb yeah. the information, even if it's even if it's abhorrent, you know, even yeah. if it makes you feel gross. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm going down this weird rabbit hole right now. And, um, I'm because I can understand and accept that the narratives of history have been constructed, um, for particular ends by particular people for particular understandings. I can see through that to a certain degree. And I'm starting to rethink some of the ways that I've been taught to look at history. And so I've been going down some rabbit holes that are making me kind of putting me into a position where I have to reconcile my own morality as far as how I actually look at people in the world and the way that the narratives of say world war two and the Nazi concentration camps and the third Reich, how far away from reality are those narratives? And is there any real is there any real truth behind that, which is, which is the cult, which is hidden? What is the real hidden truth behind, say, the Ariosophic rise of the, of, the, of the Third Reich in Nazi Germany in the 30s? And I think it's really difficult to understand that history because it is so buried. It has been so... Um, I believe that so, whole thing was all occultism, that whole situation. Absolutely. But, but from, from, from whom, yeah. where... And how did it originate and what are the end goals of it? You know, I mean, it's one thing to watch a couple of history channel documentaries about, you know, the occult or read some uh, Joseph Farrell books. It's something entirely different to actually read the people that are contemporary scholars who are writing about um, the occult roots of Nazism. But you can't even get those books because they're very, very rare they're hard to find because there's virtually no publishing houses that will produce them or make them available. And, uh, and if you have them on your shopping list, I mean, that's, it's a big no, no, because here you're <laughs> looking into, you know, occult aspects of Nazi history and that's a big, big no, no, you know? And my question is, is why is that such a big no, no to understand? And if there is a rising tide of what is being superimposed upon us to, we're, we're, and people believe it by and large, even the hardcore, like Ancapistan libertarians, this new right wing that was kind of codified by like Steve Bannon and, and <laughs> it's figurehead being, you know, Donald Trump. But there's a, there's a whole nother pulse of an entirely different creature underneath that movement. And without paying attention to it, I think it's going to feed off of people's subconscious and feed off of their subjectivity and grow into some sort of beast that cannot ever be understood or tamed. And you have to understand a problem. If it is indeed a problem, you have to understand it first before you can start to develop any sort of solutions or co-opt it and adapt to it. I, I, I will tell you, you know, it's interesting, uh, something that you said earlier and, uh, I wanted to make sure I mentioned this because I, I think you would agree. Maybe this is even something that you're getting at. Um, like you had mentioned, like, you know, what was uh, kind of what was the reason, right? Like what was the real occult ob objective behind all that? You really can't find much. Like you said, you don't really know uh, what that was all about. And I think uh, the huge problem with that is, is because if we don't really understand, because you're right, it's very hard to find much about it. Uh, you can hear maybe find some, uh, maybe Theosophy, uh, Blavatsky, or maybe Crowley might have been influential, but 
I really can't put my finger on exactly what he was trying to do, but I do know that there was definitely occultism involved in that. When you can't really understand what it was about, you don't know when it started, and you don't know if it's finished, and you don't know if it's ended or if it's still going. Mm-hmm. So yeah. for all we know, whatever that was then could be still happening now. Oh, I think it is. That's what I'm getting at. It, and yeah, I, I think, think that's part of the is. reason why we might believe uh, specific things about World War II than we do, because it was just really uh, propaganda to cover up you know, other stuff. Right. To me, it makes me think of two questions. The first one being, if it is still going on, if the, if the metaphysical occult nature, the base occult nature, metaphysics and, and, uh, and, and cosmology behind what, what had manifested in the Third Reich, if that is still concurrent today and still going, why? That's the first question. The second question is, okay, let's assume that that first question is true, that it is still going, and maybe we do have the answers as to why. The next question is, is it as bad as we're told it is? Because I, I would want to believe at some point that if something is so consistently growing, maybe in a cult behind the surface, under, you know, under the surface, behind the scenes, there's definitely some sort of strange power and strength in there. And is that, I guess this is the third question, is that a reflection of our own vicious viciousness as human beings, as, as, as animals, as apex predators? Is that the manifestation of our, what would be an ecclesiastical sense, our true base wickedness? Or is there a, is there a possible divine nature that is beyond earth and beyond human that is still growing and trying to break out of this this box. I don't know. Funny but that I you think had mentioned just the fact just the fact that it has been buried and hidden for so long, and and the the catch all net that keeps everyone locked up is the atrocities of the concentration camps, and people. That's like the, that's like the the stopping point for people. They they learn about they hear about that and like oh they couldn't nothing could ever get any worse than that. And I think that's possibly true. But just just the fact that we are slowly moving back in to that same type of society concurrently today tells me that that thing has never gone away. That occult power, that perhaps divine force, has been growing quietly under the surface and is is reaching an apex point right now. I think you're one hundred percent correct. Yeah, that's why I had mentioned that because I, I think it's still the same beast, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And is that beast terrible? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, is it terrible that people are are are, are killed by the millions? Of course. Um, is that unnatural? No, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. I think that humanity, you know, as a whole through time immemorial, has been subject to massive die-offs, one cataclysm after another, one apocalypse after another, one genocide after another. Currently, still today, I mean, there's concurrent genocides happening today, right now. But it's not as important as Nicki Minaj, <laughs> you know, like, it's not, it's not as important as, you know, for some reason, you know, there's, I, I don't even know why this is a story and this is, this is a contemporary thing. It's just in the last couple of days. So who cares? Uh, but you know, there's apparently there's this woman that was uh, perhaps killed in the, in the, you know, in Wyoming forest. And it's this big thing on the wire right now. Everyone's looking and they find, they found this body and they think this thing. And it's just like, why is this even a story when we know that there are, thousands of people that go missing in forests every day 
thousands of people, tens of thousands of people all right around the world that get killed maybe by their spouses, by their boyfriends. Uh, you know, there are hundreds of thousands of bodies discovered constantly all the time. Uh, I just don't know why this is a particular story, but these are the kinds of things that just like suck up airtime and bandwidth and, and news space and keep people occupied. So Yo, they don't think about I knew a couple of people that are pretty, if it's the same thing, I mean, isn't, the, isn't somebody in that associated with New York or the boyfriend maybe? I don't know. Some, some shit, I think right? So. I think so. Yeah. yeah. And I couldn't even really tell you what the hell's going on with it. But I mean, because of a few people that I know, it's like, I, you know, I, if I paid attention, uh, or really cared to what was going on and what I was being told. I'd probably know the whole fucking story. It's just like, yo, I'm like, I know this shit. Like, I, I don't know. It's just to me, it's like to those things. It's just like, and and then if you figure it out, if somehow you you find out or think you're cracking this case because you're watching the TV, I mean, what did that really do for you? What did that really <laughs> fix? They didn't fix anything. No, she's still yeah. dead. Yeah, I mean, it's just I don't know. So I, I just feel like there's your a, money. that is a part of other things that are just being, I mean, it could be totally true. It's not, probably not fake. I just think it's being picked to be blasted on the TV for entertainment. Yeah, I think, <clears throat> it, yeah, I mean, it's, it's trauma entertainment for sure, but it also makes for, it makes for a nice uh, distraction away from Nicki Minaj. You know, it makes a nice distraction away. I mean, remember, uh, <laughs> remember the Taliban? Two yeah, weeks ago, oh God. <laughs> you know, it's just like they fucking blow up these plane. little these little things. You know, I always imagine like a fishing boat and people just throwing buckets of chum in the water to to bring the sharks up and things like that. Like, it's all these little stories. These little episodes are just buckets of bloody fish bits bitten, getting thrown into the water to keep people, you know, on in, in some sort of feeding yeah. frenzy. Yes, I, I, in my opinion, I think a lot of this stuff. Uh, Maybe it sound too out there. I think a lot of this shit is purposely put out there to get the reactions and to get people to give off certain, um, you know, uh, vibratory, you know, shit. To be totally honest with you, uh, we need to keep feeding that fear because we're going to use that energy, you know, totally. or, or the panic. Yeah. And then let's just put out dumb shit, even even if it's almost it's just fucking wild. Is that like even people who were like, oh well, look, the plane's fake. All right, so then just, like, let it go. Like, I thought it was fake, and I was like, all right, it's propaganda. And, like, people will still run with, like, oh, my God, they're trying so fucking hard, though, because it's fake. And it's like, yo, you're still getting scared over it. Yeah. For about <laughs> three like, or four just, days. I'm like, yo, just let this shit go. Yeah. I mean, once I saw them add K to the end of ISIS, I mean, that's just, like, magic. You add a K at the end of it. I mean, I knew what was up. This is just a fucking <laughs> psyop. This is shit to fuck I with know. people's heads. I know, man. It's a good way to make a whole lot of money go away and set and set things up. And you know, it's a transfer of power from one drug dealer to the next. Honestly, in the, in the end, that's a, I said that's the, why we left Afghanistan because we're making money off of vaccines. We don't got to sell heroin anymore. Oh uh, well, yeah. There's that <laughs> true, but we have we have to have we have to have a big um, we have distraction. To have a port of, well, we have to have a, a port of entry and exit for for the 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 poppies for the opium so we can have an influx of fentanyl because we got to yeah. get that fentanyl everywhere all the time because if the vaccines don't kill people or coronavirus or whatever fucking microwave technology or you know whatever they you know they just they have this, like, this constant supermarket full of death traps for everybody you know i mean if they can put fentanyl in weed when are they going to start putting it in the water supply you know and if we can secure fentanyl through china through pakistan or afghanistan then that's even better you know so I just think, I mean, there's, there's just so much going on all the time. Things move really, really fast. 
And, uh, and I mean, I don't have any answers. I certainly don't have it all figured out, nowhere close, but there are just certain things that I, I find interesting. And I think one of the biggest ones I saw, I found this article about a year ago. So it's not, it's not new, new, um, just about solar flares and solar minimums and solar maximums. And throughout history over the last five or 600 years, every hundred years or so there's a solar minimum. And within the solar minimum, oh. there's these chaos points and the chaos points are, are, uh, are solar flares and electromagnetic storms, geomagnetic storms that happen and touch down on earth. And just knowing how that can that can control and dictate changes in people's DNA through their pineal gland, through their electromagnetic frequency. And every single body walking the earth is its own electromagnetic field. Yes. Emitting, a, emitting a particular yep. frequency. And that frequency changes with your body, with your diet, with your mind all throughout the day. And so really whatever you're feeling is being mirrored and mimicked and thrown back at you through electromagnetic fields around the earth, which is being accost accosted and assaulted at all times. Yes. You, and you solar minimums and maximums with solar flares. And we're going into a big cycle right now where there's going to be a weird solar storm for the next three days. I think it's a really good time to get on your knees and pray, sit still oh. and meditate for a while. You know, because those things affect your pineal. Oh, those I, things affect your, your your prana and what you have to offer. And they change. They literally change your mind. The sun changes our minds all the time. And when it's being blocked out through geoengineering or chemical spray. Bill Gates wanting to put shit up there. Yeah. I mean, it's. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I like, I mean, you can even put it this way. I, I could say a word or I mean, I'll even use Trump as an example. He could go up on television and just say something that doesn't sound nice to somebody. Mm. Well, this is mm. a sound. He didn't stop you from eating dinner. He didn't stop you from screwing your wife or going to work. That was just a sound that you heard, and that shit fucking twisted you. Yeah. Just a sound. Really, that's all it is, is vibrations going through the air that touched your fucking ears. You didn't like what it said, and it twisted you the fuck up. Just think of something even greater than that, how much it can affect you. I know it's, you know, it's wild, man. And when you yeah. think about, I'm trying to, I'm looking, I'm looking through this article now, try to find this. Dude's well, you, you said one thing and, uh, that I, I was thinking of, and then you mentioned it again, almost kind of with this. And it was something that I, I do believe and It's, you know, it's kind of like complicated and crazy if you really start thinking about it. But in some ways I think that, uh, we are kind of like a reflection of, of what's going on. Um, almost as if, you know, could it be coming from like the heavens or out there, like on a grander scale where now it just trickles down and affects us. And, I, you know, I also think that with like the media and the TV and, you know, all that stuff, it is like a com constantly being bombarded with like the reflection of who we are or, or how horrible we can be going on right now. Or how wonderful. Yeah, we can be yeah, yeah, well. no, no, yeah, no. I, yeah, but for both ends, but... I, like when you, you said that, I, I just it's hard for me to explain, but it's almost as if like uh, is everything just kind of a feeding back and forth off of it, mm -hmm. you know, and it just do a downward spiral or it could be an upward spiral. Yeah, well, in, in any case, I mean, so think about, okay, you got a downward spiral, upward spiral. What are those things together? That's a toroid. Yeah. That's a toroidal field. 
you have a downward and an upward spiral happening continuously, concurrently together at the same time. Well, That's I think that makes up a, is that the Taurus that makes a black hole that they're talking about with a black hole? Um, I don't know, but I, I believe, I mean, our, our bodies are, are toroids or the earth, I believe is a toroid going from the North pole to the South pole through the axis. There's this spinning donut kind of thing and everything is coming up in and out and down at the same time constantly our bodies are toroids every living creature is a toroid every tree stone cell is a toroid and so i think that that's that spinning cyclical aspects of upward and downward moving spirals is 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 divine i think it's 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 a I mean that to me is is the real is the real god. That's the god thing yeah. right there. But we just call it. You know, people can call it whatever they want. Well, there was a thing I was going to also that I forgot to say. I also tend to think it's also just a cycle that is inevitable. You know what I'm saying? Like just things. Uh, might be a cycle of things that happen, and it's just this is the experience that's also going to happen. You know, maybe there's a destruction and a buildup, and it's just a constant up and down. I don't know. Well, I think it's, yeah, absolutely it's cyclical and it's absolutely yeah. inevitable. And especially if you're looking on, like, if you're doing, like, uh, I don't know if you listen to Crow 777, he's a... I've heard some big, of his stuff and I've heard, I've had uh, mm -hmm. mutual podcast friends have him on. Um, I really do need to check that guy out because I've heard some good things about him. Yeah, he's pretty cool. He's one of the first people I've ever heard about that was, uh, in, like, tracking the sky clock and that everything that's happening on Earth can be can be uh, realized through the galaxies and through cosmology and, and literally in, in, in space, it's all there, all the constellations, all the planets, everything there. If you still believe in space, I don't know. Um, but there's a sky clock. And if you think about solar minimums, solar maximums, every hundred or so years, you know, there's these solar minimums where the, it's like an 11 year solar cycle in which the sun's magnetic field, it diminishes and then there's like less sunspots and solar flares and coronal mass ejections, but solar minimums give rise to pandemics. And that's what's been happening over the last oh, 500 shit. years of recorded history. I mean, every, uh, I think it's back in, um, I'm just kind of looking through this little article right here. It's pretty interesting. Activating new pathogens and mutations of already circulating bacteria and viruses going back to the 16th century. There was a solar minimum called the sporer. About a hundred years later, there was another solar minimum called the Maunder. And another year, another hundred years after that, there was a Dalton solar minimum. And all of these, all of these periods of solar minimums have been marked by pandemics, smallpox, Holy English shit. sweats, black plague, cholera, things like that. And, and so the last one on this little chart was 1830. Um, you got, you know, 1910, 1910, 1918, you got the Spanish flu. Yeah. I remember hearing about that one. Yeah. 2009 about 100 years later you got swine flu you know and then here we are about 11 or 12 you know 20 years after 2009 you know 2010 was when swine flu got kind of resolved and now here we are about 11 years later the typical period within us within a solar minimum and we have what's you know the coronavirus and knowing that solar flares coronal mass ejections solar minimums affect the transmutations of bacteria of dna of all living things it makes me wonder if these over controller psychopaths that are running the world didn't already know this and perhaps they're actually using what they can create on earth terrestrially to go in accordance or to get ahead of that which is already written out in the sky clock
I've I've actually I I believe that a lot to a certain point. I I actually think a lot of what we see and what people don't understand is because there's you know whoever's like you said uh, running the show knows what's coming and like they're just like this is how we're gonna distract the masses of what's actually happening. Mm-hmm. Just because, because they can't tell us the fucking truth. Happen. You know, I mean, and, and honestly, the problem <laughs> yeah. is, is that if you probably did, if, I mean, I'll be totally honest with you, and I'm not bragging, you know, there's been experiences I've had in magic that I think if probably, you know, 70% of the average person uh, who don't know anything had that experience, they'd probably snap or fucking lose their mind and do something crazy. And yeah. that would be the would same you, thing. Uh, that would be the same thing if you told everybody now, I mean, let's say I'm just, you know, just because I, I don't know what you think about this. Uh, I know it's out there. I do believe we're under a dome. I'm not saying flat earth, but I if that is true and somebody came out and they, it's just a known thing, people would fucking lose their shit. Yeah. Regardless knowing, away. honestly, regardless knowing that, you're not probably getting out of here anyway, so just fucking keep going on with your day. <laughs> like, like, what are you going to spaz out for? You can't climb the fuck out. <laughs> Well, yeah, dude. You know, I mean, take to- your time, figure out what's really going on, go with your life, and and uh, you know, then maybe see about how you can get out of here. Don't lose your mind and fucking kill yourself or someone else. Yeah, or burn well, down a building. Do that, <laughs> in order to do that, they have to throw God away. They have to completely throw away the idea of a, of a heaven, yeah. you know, or a hell. They have to. They would have to reject and dismiss everything that history has quote unquote taught them. Every holy book, the Quran, the I Ching, the Bible, all those things are then rendered useless. You can't have that. People need people need something like that. People need that. Yeah. They need some sort of cosmology, some sort of hierarchy of morality to justify and uh, reconcile their own nature on earth. Yeah. I mean, I'll, you know, I'll admit when there's certain experiences that I had that I guess had changed my, you know, those ideas that I had that you were just going over, you know, I mean, I still believe in God, but like, what is God and what is like, you know, reality and what really is heaven and hell. Uh, When I had those experiences, I had realized that everything that I had normally known prior to that was completely fucking wrong. Mm. And my life would never be the same again since then, you know, ever since then, I can say that has changed my life and I can never go back to the person I was. And I, you know, and like I said, I'm not patting myself on the back, but I do think a lot of people would find that very fucking hard to deal with it too, you know? Because it yeah. was, I'll tell you, it was hard for me. It, it fucked me up, you know what I'm saying? And, and after you're done fucking around with magic, the worst fucking thing you want to do is have, you know, serious magic is have any fear or, uh, or stuff like that in your heart because then you're going to fucking feel it throughout your body. It's just not going to be a good experience. So it was kind of rough, but... uh it's it's a hard thing. It's definitely a hard pill to swallow, you know, to to, to yeah. toss away every single thing that you've ever, uh, you know, believed. You know, mm-hmm. to toss that to the side and be like, I was fucking wrong, is hard to do. Yeah. So I I remember listening to you um, speak with Adam and Deborah on Deborah gets red pill. By the way, yes. Adam says hi. Oh yeah. Oh, you know him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah, didn't know that. I wow, that's yeah. a fucking small world. Yo, I actually had a really good time on that. I, I, he he hit me up not long ago asking the two, uh, come on, like there's a show where a bunch of us get together. I need to uh, actually hit him up and 
have him come on. He's, he's a good dude. Yeah. I like Adam. Yeah, he's a super good dude. I yeah. think his show is pretty cool. I think it's fucking I, awesome, actually, to tell you yeah, the truth. It's 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 a good it's show. It's pretty awesome. It's a good show if you... um. I think he scratches a little bit more than just the surface on topics, but I think it's a good show to like find something new and be like, yo, that's interesting, and I'm going to go look into that. Amazing. Yeah. And yeah, I love shows like that. I love that. Yeah, he's he's in a process as far as... I mean, I don't want to speak for him, but uh, he and I have been talking quite a bit lately, and he's been... He's, he's pivoting. The show is pivoting in a different direction. It's become clear to him that it's time to pivot a little bit, which I think is fantastic. I love change and chaos. I love that friction that comes along with making something and knowing that, you know, you can't just keep kicking this can. You got to maybe make a bottle or maybe let the whole thing on fire and roll it down a hill and do something else. Mm-hmm. I just, I just love that. So, um, but I remember hearing you talk on that show with, um, uh, who who is who is your Lux, partner in Lux on yeah, the Regents, Lux. Yeah. And and I believe that you said that you you joined was the OTO yeah. um to work on your own spirituality because you had already you'd already had an established practice and you were already kind of working with some forms of magic and you, you joined this order um to get more of an understanding. Is that is that Yeah, a, well yeah, I had you know what what I wanted to go into something that kind of had like structure to it or like um this is what worked for us, so this is like how it's done or suggested to be done. It was a little mm-hmm. bit more, uh, it was a little better than that than if I was to get into like, you know, let's say like witchcraft. I mean, at that point, people just kind of make up their own fucking ideas, I hate to say it. So I wanted to stick with something that I knew that had worked and was structured. And I had prior to that for about a year probably already been practicing a few things already, yes. Mm, cool. Yes. And then uh, and you were with that you were with that order for a little while, and then you kind of got... Uh, Oh yeah, I left. I am no longer a yeah. member anymore. Yeah, and neither. But you still ha- you still have a practice. You still no. You still I do meditations. Uh, that's really you know meditations. Um, you know chakra stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did fuck around and but I stopped. <laughs> I, I was gonna try to, the gateway series, but the thing is we covered it and uh, the whole thing is and, and this is another thing with with why I kind of stopped practicing the ritual stuff. Is because I don't know, um, maybe those like sounds on the gateway tape are made to create a specific uh, reaction to you. And mm. maybe it's not the one that you really intend. You don't know. And, you know, maybe these rituals are putting you in a specific space already that you may not really want to work with. You know, like I, I could look at, like, let's say we'll take like, uh, you know, magic as being, you know, the light bulb coming out of a lamp. Uh, yeah. The fucking OTO is going to be like one red shade, uh, one type of shade. The, the Golden Dawn is going to be a different type of shade you're going to put over it. Those are all just kind of like their version of that. Uh, mm-hmm. How do I know it's not putting me into a bad position to begin with? Yeah, I get you it. You know, I really don't know. Is the lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram already like put me in a fucked up spot? You know, I don't know. You know. Yeah, interesting. What do you what do you think about um, the? Uh, the more contemporary in the last couple couple years, this weird TikTok magic push. Do you ever know? Do you ever no, pay attention I don't even to that kind of TikTok, stuff? No, I do know. I'll tell you one thing. I mean, I would say probably in the last five years, I have seen a huge, uh, huge growth in the witch and uh, I guess magic community. Yeah, what do you think that Fucking comes from? Huge. Uh, and, 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 and I guess I, I so so the first question is what do you think that comes from? And the sub question is, do you think that these people that are growing this 
this community are um, are like long haulers? Do you think they're going to see it through, or do you think they're? Do you, you think it's just kind of a trend? Um, this is a few. You know, I'll, I could probably cover a few things with this. Uh, one, just to get it out of the way, yes, a trend. I I do believe yes. Um, and I will even hate to say it, I think it's very, uh, very trendy for the liberals or the people like that's a little bit more on the left side brained. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a way to uh, express your. Uh, it's just yes. It's it's a trend. It's just to fit in. It's to look cool. It's to express yourself. And uh, in doing that, I will say even in the OTO, I don't know if you've heard me say uh, the, there is a pyramid scheme in those things, just as much as it is outside of the uh, the order with the control. Um, yeah, I remember that. Yes, the, there's going to yeah. be and people who do not understand and get attached to the fluff, the image, uh, the sex, uh, the whole outfits and just looking cool. You're going to get stuck to that. You're not going to know uh, everything or, you know, or even know what real magic is. And you'll just, you know, in some ways, I feel like it's keeping people dumb by thinking that they know something. So you're kind of appeasing people. They think, oh, well, I actually have some knowledge, and they really don't. And uh, you're manipulating people for slaves uh, higher up. Interesting. That sounds but, a lot like, sounds to me like a lot like the uh, the truther movement. But yeah, well, yeah, and uh, you know, and uh, I do think, uh, you know, I will say, uh, well, one, you said like, why is it even getting popular? I think because more people are open up to that stuff. Um, I may not, it may not, that may not mean it's positive. Uh, I think some people get into it for like the wrong reasons right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I, I do think that um, people being more open minded, and I would almost bet somehow, uh, some way, it's being kicked or nudged a little bit to do what I said before make people think that they really know when they still have the slightest idea. Do you think that that is a nudging on the terrestrial or do you think that's a nudging that's coming from something more, uh, more divine and not, and I, and I don't mean divine as in like the, Oh, rays of light and yeah. comfort and love. There's something beyond like, us. Because yeah. I mean, this is one thing I want to make clear when I say the word divine, even in the past context of our conversation, I don't mean love and light, bliss and branches. I mean that the divine does not care about humanity. That's the, what yeah, I mean. it's something I mean that just that is. The, the divine is just as equally potentially violent and vicious and destructive as what we have been taught to believe is the divine purpose of oneness and spirituality. And it's this, while that is true, the opposite is also equally true and happening at the same time that there is a a a real anti-human, anti-cosmic nature of the divine that yeah. doesn't give one rat's ass about human bodies at all. No, I mean, like, like you were mentioning something before, and this, you know, and I'll, I'll bring it up now. I think I forgot to say it. You know, I think you were talking about, uh, you know, both sides and having to know both sides. I mean, uh, if you were to think about Archangel Michael coming down and, like, you know, having to take care of stuff to preserve the rest of the good, mm-hmm. you know, um, that would fall all on the left pillar and the left side, uh, left side, you know, left-hand path. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the stuff that needs to be done in order for the rest to preserve, you know. So I think that kind of goes back to like uh, one. It does. It will. It will do both if needed. It just mm-hmm. is. And uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> it's just, you know, and, and, and knowing both, like, I think both needs to be involved, unfortunately, to an extent. I think that's one of the most interesting concepts, one of the most interesting things behind the du- the dualism of left-hand path versus right-hand path, you know, the individual chaotic nature of self-preservation and self-discovery and, and conscious exploration versus the um, sanctification and, and, and holding up, shoring up of the community of the nation as in the right-hand path, that when you have iconoclastic characters like St. Michael, um, and for all intents and purposes, acting out and living up to that that left-hand path virtue, well, the long-range consequences are actually to preserve what would be called, I guess, the greater good, for lack of a better yeah. term. That you have this weird, this weird play between the two where they look to be opposites, but really they're kind of, they work in tandem yep. together, yep. much like, much again, like that toroid, you know, that up and down cycle. That's so fun. Like, I, I would even say, like, you could take the, the idea, the image of, like, uh, Archangel Michael or even, like, Sir Lancelot, you know, that type of idea. Mm-hmm. That's still all left-hand path to an extent. It's just a, a balanced. It's, you know, as silly as that sounds, even though you're on one side, you're not pushed to an extreme and you're not, uh, you know, hardly, you know, existence. You're kind of, like, yeah. in a balance to where you will serve your purpose and that's all. Right. So yeah, this is that's one of the questions that I that I brought up with Thomas Leroy from Sect of the Horned God as I asked him, I think toward the end of our conversation, if he thought it was possible that these psychopaths that want to depopulate the earth, that want to push oh, humanity over the gray, edge yeah. into a totalitarian techno control prison. Is it possible that they on their own are actually acting out and living out a left-hand path morality? I think that's, I mean, I don't know if that's an answerable question. He seemed to, if I recall, think that it's entirely possible and, and practical that they are. And and by his, not by him, um, I don't want to speak for him, but by the by the basis of that left-hand path philosophy, that sinister path, then that would, in a weird way, justify such actions. I, I don't know. I just think it's interesting. I think the whole thing is very interesting. Like, uh, we have this giant push, and on the surface, you know, it's to preserve the greater good, the community, the village. Um, but these are characters uh, that are acting out characterizations of themselves historically as left-hand path, you know, uh, light bearers and trailblazers. It's just very, I don't know. Yeah. It's a whole, that's a whole bunch of words. So I don't know if I made any coherent sense. No, or not, no, I, I just, I, I'm still thinking about like when you had mentioned if uh, if I had thought it was like coming from the divine or if it's a terrestrial thing. Uh, sometimes I often think that uh, you know that's why I had mentioned the black hole. Uh, you know there was just certain stuff that we had covered even with the, like the CIA stuff with the the gateway documents where I mean they even started saying that in their belief in the <clears throat> pages on just the CIA website if you go and look um, they tend to think that we are in a black hole. And uh, a lot of the symbolism and a lot of the stuff and even numbers when you start looking into that shit start to correlate with certain stuff in the occult. So that caught my mind and I kind of paid attention to it. And it almost kind of goes along with uh, certain occult ideas and even experiences that I had that I had often wondered, like, is that true? And what are we what is what we're seeing could be at the point to where we're going to suck back in 
the destruction, the chaos, everything closing in on itself. What we're seeing here is just a reflection of that, and then eventually it's just going to get destroyed and shot back out, and the, the explosion coming back out again and then sucking back in. Is that the cycle that we're stuck in that's going to constantly go, and we're just seeing a reflection of all that destruction here in this matrix? Mm, yeah, that's great. I mean, I think it, it bears another question. If, if that is the case... Well, and the thing that sucks about saying that is that I'm saying the time's close, which is sucks. But <laughs> <laughs> well, close or not, I think it's important to to try to figure out, like you know what uh, you know, formerly known Vinaramani says, and I think it's it's very prescient is uh, figure out when and where you want to be. You know, um, I think and, that's and the that biggest biggest thing. Figuring out when you want to be, to me, I interpret that as. Uh, trying to understand as much as you can about death and making a particular level of, a, of, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for accommodations while living here. So that when that, when that pivotal snuff out point happens that you don't get tricked back into, uh, being recycled through the moon <laughs> and then back down to this plane to live out. another. <laughs> did you hear you me know, say that? Or did you, is that what you said that? Or have you heard me say that before? Uh, I've been thinking about that for a while. Wow. I think the moon is a total, it's a giant recycling. Center. Yo, that's ex holy fuck. That's wild that you're saying that. Cause I honestly, I, you know, sometimes I'll say, it, I think, depending on where your frame of mind is or what type of feeling you're giving off or what type of person you are and how you're living, that is going to determine if that moon is going to keep you in the fucking hamster wheel that we're in now. Yeah, I think so. At the time of the, at the, at the end of times. Yeah, and I do, or, and I hate to say this, I really, I'm afraid that that whole fucking jab is part of that. Oh, I think so. I mean, I, I hate to fucking say it and it's fucking know. shitty to say that, but I do think that and, and fucking Gates wanting to spit shit out in the air. To block the sun, I think all that shit all has to do with trying to keep people locked into the the matrix for the next go around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, prison planet. Yes. Or, you know, or conversely, if you can reconcile your consciousness and all of its horror and beauty, perhaps you can bypass that recycling center and go straight through the sun behind the sun Yo, that's, and become light shit. or sound. Yes. You know? That's, that's Wow. That's I think awesome. that's what these people, I think a lot of people know that. I mean, yes. I don't know that, but I have a hink. I have a, there's an inkling and there's an ache in my bones that there's, that there's a sun behind the sun. Yo, have you ever seen uh, I pet goat too? Yeah. Yo, that yes. ending shit, dude. That's what I'm thinking about that you're saying right now. Yeah. And I, and I do believe, I mean, this, this even goes into part of the dome. I think something may happen. The people is going to think the sky is falling. We're going to look up and actually see the fucking truth of reality. And people who can There's handle a, it yeah. are going to fucking be able to go experience freedom. And the people who have been scared to death their whole life are going to be stuck here for another fucking another game. I think so. You know, and what's interesting is that we can do a little Jen Pisaki circle back. And it's, <laughs> it's going to we do a little we'll do a little circle back um, to the occult <laughs> roots of Nazism. And the Ariosophists and the Thulean Society that informed what became the National Socialists of 1920s and 30s Germany. And the one thing that has been consistent through all of this is the Black Sun. Yo, I'm going to be totally honest with you. 
I think some of these things, honestly, might be because motherfuckers want to blow the dome open. I think it's possible. Well, think about Werner, Werner von Braun talking about the freaking firmament and shit. I, I mean, even look at the atomic knew. bombs being dropped. The mushroom cloud. I mean, why is it? Yeah. Why is that mushroom shaped there? Yeah. Why? Why is there a nuclear fallout on Mars that can only be there because of nuclear weapons? When? When was there a cosmic battle on? You know, in in the in the cosmos, when was there nuclear weapons being deployed? You know, I mean, there are people that think that there is an Ubermensch master race uh, who were human beings and then went to Mars on technology that is still in existence today and is actually evolving at faster in in a, in a fifth dimension in Antarctica. I don't know if they're wrong. Now, who's to say that? Imagine, imagine that's what this whole thing is. We got a fucking dome protecting us from fucking Mars shooting at us. That's why we fucking hear thunder and fucking lightning. And the whole fucking time, all it is is that people are here trying to build the fucking military to fight back from when they open that motherfucker. And we're just being told this whole fucking crazy, silly story. Totally, yeah. I mean, it could be dome. something that wild, and we would have no idea. I'm not saying totally. that that's the truth, but, I mean, that could be a viable possibility if that shit's, totally. re- if that shit's not real out there. Or there's a, there's a firmament dome that keeps us down here in this little ant farm. You know, and that those that can acquire the occult knowledge uh, and, and can transcend through the moon into that black sun, you know, the sun behind the sun. I even I, think I that's think, why the Scarlet Whore has a cup in her hand. <laughs> you know, I just think it's just it's just wild to me. Mm-hmm. And yet people just get hung up on concentration camps. You know, exactly. and I mean, it's like, yeah. yes, yes, yeah. that is a big hook and it's hard to avoid. It's hard to avoid that hook. But man, there is way more going on behind the historical, you know, the history of what we're being told, the global history, but specifically about the efforts of the 1930s and think about all the power players involved to keeping that war going and the culmination of, you know, uh, the, the Third Reich and the concentration camps the, you know, the, the rise of, of Hitler, this fucking guy, when literally everyone else around him were way more wicked and way more evil. And instead of eradicating those people, we farmed them out through Operation Paperclip. I mean, come on, what are we doing? I think people should be uh, more interested in Himmler than fucking yeah. Hitler. <laughs> to be totally honest. Uh, I, I know. I know. Well, that's that's the occult stuff right there. Dude. Yeah. I mean, uh, no, but no, they get they get they get they get stuck, man. They get stuck on these little hooks and. I mean, they're they're I mean, not little hooks; they're big ones. And I'm not and I'm not yeah. saying at all that like that these people were right. I think these people were fucking evil. Yeah. But what I'm saying that I can't seem to turn my head away from is that that evil is ancient and it never went away. No, I and mean, that evil uh, comes with it a certain level of technology and industry, which is being, I believe, which is being hidden away from us in Antarctica. Why? Hmm. Why? Uh. Because there's the, maybe because there's a black sun, maybe because there's a sun behind the sun, maybe because that's the portal out, maybe because that, maybe that. because that's that. that's the transcendence from flesh to light. I see. That's what I think because I had even mentioned to somebody. I think when I had Flat Earth Dave on, I said if you go too far at one end, you're gonna hit ice, and if you go up into the mountains, you're gonna fucking hit ice. I said, is that something to do with fucking escaping? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I think so. If you think about hell being a cold place, 
you know, I mean, there's the whole, the, the whole set, the, the center, the center of the earth. And so a lot of these, a lot of these, um, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm going to dovetail off of flat earth day, flat earth day blew my mind about Libya. We didn't even really talk about flat earth. We ended up talking about Libya and that ended up a whole nother. I thought about actually me. having him on for stuff. That's not flat earth. Cause he can actually talk a lot of stuff. Oh, he's one of the most brilliant minds out there for sure. He, he blew, can definitely he you can talk about other shit besides flat earth. Oh, sure. talk to him. If you do, man, talk to him about Las Vegas shooting, if you dare. Oh, I should have him on for that. I was thinking about <laughs> yeah. hitting him up and asking him if he'd come on for something else. Right. Nice. But, yeah, so uh, a, a lot of the mythology that informs what became the Ariosophists, which became the Thulean Society, which informed later on the National Socialists that became the Nazis, uh, they believe that they're gods. These are Norse gods. Uh, these are old pre-Babylonian gods as well, that they have been imprisoned in ice and that the idea of hell is a construct because it's, an, it's, again, it's again, it's another inversion instead of a fiery place that actually in reality, according to these mythos, it's a, it's a cold place. It's an icy place and that that is the center of the earth. Uh, the core of the earth is actually frozen and not burning, but yet, you know, we're told and taught the opposite on a geological scale. Who knows the truth anymore? Yeah. I certainly don't know. I don't know the truth, but I just find that all these conflicting mythos make a very perfect inverted tapestry to what we're told. And oh. if history has proven out that everything that up is actually down, shameless plug, and that black is actually <laughs> white and that everything has been inverted, what's to say that all of these histories, everything that we are being told and seeing happening in real time, that in fact the opposite is what's actually happening. You know, yeah, no, that's just, I, I, just kind of where I'm at. I can see that with the opposite stuff for sure. Yeah, I mean, we think about it like we have we have so much art out there that mimics and dictates life, and life mimics and dictates that art. And the most significant piece that's coming that people are living out right now is literally 1984. Yeah. And what are the tenets of 1984? That freedom is slavery. War is peace. Ignorance is bliss. Or, you know, ignorance is strength. These are all inversions. And if people like George Orwell and Aldous Huxley would just think what you might want to think about them, I don't know. I never knew them. But I do know that their work marked me from a very early life, very early on. And I've never been able to take my eyes away from the inverted reality that we live in that, you know, every time we see, you know, like people talk about voting, your vote matters. Everyone knows their vote does not fucking matter. Yeah. Like yeah. It's, it's just a complete inversion. Everything they tell you is happening. We're going to meet out justice. No, in fact, there will be no justice. You know, we're spreading democracy. Actually, no, we're spreading capitalism and totalitarianism. We're spreading, you know, we're spreading, uh, you know, banker wars. You know, like war is peace. They they have they have to spread democracy, and what that really looks like on the ground, outside of the linguistic, what that looks like on the ground is people dying, and that's democracy. Mm. You know, the sanctification of every life, every voice. You no, know, there's a bullet for every life and a gag for every voice when you're spreading democracy. You know, it's Ugh. just it's all just been so inverted. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there was things like you were saying before um, about, like, you know, I guess with the, you know, hell, you know, ice or fire. Um, you know, when it comes to occultism, 
I mean, the spirit is the thing that's actually associated with fire. So to me, I, it just, it, it all, you know, and I'll be honest, maybe to explain it better, um, the whole idea of the beast is really, that's completely inverted in my, in my opinion. It is not uh, mm. a bad thing at all. Everybody has the beast in them. Um, mm -hmm. The beast is what's going to like the good thing, to, good way to explain it. It's actually your Kundalini, and I and I believe that's why Crowley's uh, his Baphomet was like a snake body with a lion head. Uh, you know, a reptile or something like that is associated with fire, and then Leo the lion is associated with fire as well. That is showing the uh, spirit um, rising up and coming out and breaking out of this reality. You're going to leave your body and escape the matrix. So, you know, I think that is um, an idea that was given a name. Uh, it was given the beast to make it sound bad so people would never understand what it is. Yeah, I, I tend to totally agree with that. I think that there's a lot of... I've been uh, wanting to actually do an episode on that on my own. The whole thing about the beast and the will is just I think it's so opposite of what people are used to i'm like i don't know how well received this will be but i hate to say it like for me if i want to escape the reality for a good reason and to be closer to god the beast is gonna have to wake up within me absolutely and i think that that beast is is a uh, very simply put um it is a Jungian archetype it is an aspect <laughs> it's, of yeah. our own, it's just of a way to explain humanity. an experience and mm -hmm. it's neither good or bad the name but it just people took it as bad it's an aspect, yeah, because yeah. they can dress it up, and because they can, they can use art, they can use art to uh, create to you know, create an image of this. So this is, you know, this horrible thing, and this this monster. I'm going to draw, I'm going to paint, or I'm going to etch, or I'm going to engrave this this uh, you know this Satan, this goat headed man, or this three headed dog, or this serpent this, with seven heads and seven tails, and it's like. Those are very well, they may have been there. They very well may be. I mean, I believe that there were dragons. I believe that there were oh. titans. Um, I'll never look at mountains the same way after I learned about some mountains in Spain. I think those titans are actually mountains. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, you know, somebody but, um, had sent me recently some wild shit about, like, mountains and, and something to do with, like, it was something weird. It might have been along those lines. But it seemed very interesting, and I was like, I got to check this out. I totally forgot about it. Oh yeah, Tartaria, mud flood. I mean, giant. Oh yeah, it was mentioned something about mud flood too. Yeah, yeah. This, the, I think it's the Book of Enoch. You know, these the giants, and uh, again, there's another another uh, cosmic cataclysm, some sort of some sort of massive die off of of, of titans, and then uh, they fell, and then thousands, maybe millions of years passed, and those bones became mountains and lands, and now we live on them, and now we blast holes to them and make tunnels and drive around cars. Yeah. But, I've often thought that. I'm like, yo, is yeah. all this shit that we're paving on top of is just death and destruction from the fryer? Yeah. Like, I think they're titans. Yeah, I think they're like, titanic, not just humanoids, but also monster, uh, you know, plants, animals. I'm like, is that all dirt is? Is just decomposed death and destruction of every other thing that's been before us? And we're just building on top of it over and over and over again? Yeah, and then consider <laughs> the fact that it's not even dead. You know, there's billions and billions of microbes in one square inch of soil. <laughs> that thing is more alive than we'll ever be. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's that's amazing to me. You crack open a piece of rock and it's just full of microbes. It's full of life. These things are alive. These things are filled with prana, I, I believe, like real life energy, life essences, maybe from other planets. I mean, who knows? Yeah, yeah. Who knows? I mean, you know, they say that we're all you know, star seeds, children of 
dust of cosmic winds and solar winds. I think that's entirely possible, you know, and then the whole Mars thing and the nuclear fallout and the creating this, you know, I, I don't know. Um, I got the idea though, that you follow a little bit of some Gnostic tradition, or would you say that you're a Gnostic, um, a Gnostic? <laughs> Uh, I mean, I guess that would probably really be the best way to explain it. I never thought of calling myself that, but, uh, I mean, I guess it kind of fits into, I guess, what I think of, you know? Yeah. Uh, Do you, um, have you ever heard of a guy? I've been, I've been listening to this guy for a little while now. And at first I was kind of turned off by him because he's, he get, he kind of yells. Uh, He's a very interesting person. I think he's a real brilliant mind. I'm not sure how I feel about him all the way but i like listening to him and i like listening to and and reading some of his writings this guy named jason reza Giorgiani. no never heard, heard of that I guy you're gonna say mark passio no <laughs> mark passio is pretty cool too. i know i like him too no but he can get off the hook and i thought that's why when you were saying you know rant or mentioned something like that i was like no well, check, out, talking check about out Jay- jason reza Giorgiani. i think it's like a, a j-o-r-j-i-n j-a-i-n-i or something like that right. um He's pretty hardcore. He's a he's a Gnostic guy. Uh, he's man. He's just a really interesting person to listen to because he has a very stone cold approach to what he calls Prometheism, which is a new basically we're on you know according to him we're on the precipice of this new aeon, and this aeon has no room for humanity necessarily. That there's a certain level of technology and AI that has to be accommodated while we also have to globalize in a, in a way that I'm not sure I can reconcile personally, but he just, he, he's someone that I find like so captivating because I'm equally offended and fascinated by the things he says. And he's, he's, <laughs> I don't you mean. Yeah. That's he, awesome. he's a, yeah. I, I just, I got to keep my eye on him because he's, he's really fascinating, but he's someone I like to listen to. Cause he has a, he has a Gnostic approach that I don't necessarily understand. Um, but if you want to know, I mean, he just, okay. So for instance, he just did an interview with Sean Stone, I think is Oliver Stone's son. Sean Stone's oh, wow. been around the block for a while. He used to have this show called Buzzsaw. He's spoken with a lot of people. He spoke with Michael Aquino once or twice. Oh, wow. And a bunch of other people. Sean Stone's had his YouTube channels nuked over and over and over again. Well, uh, Jason Reza Giorgiani and Sean Stone just did a YouTube video and it's still out there. Um, I can send you some links to yeah, this yeah, guy. Do that. You can, you can watch it. But he, he and um, he and Sean Stone had like an hour long conversation. And in this one hour, he basically encapsulated two books that I think are extremely important. The first one being understanding the F word from David McGowan. It's the politics of illusion. It's, it's the real it's the real story of, of, of what the American empire means in terms of the real definition of fascism. So understanding the F word and this other book is called uh, the occult roots of Nazism and Jason Reza and Sean, basically they're not quoting either one of these books, but everything they're talking about in this, in this one hour interview is the key takeaway points of both of those books smashed together. And I oh, think okay. it's it's incredibly fascinating. It's it really it's a lot of meat on the bone to chew on, but in my opinion, it explains everything that we're at right now without even really getting into the pandemic stuff. Oh wow! I just throw him out there because if, yeah, if you no, like that's thinking, great. Yeah. if you like thinking about Gnostic stuff and thinking about cosmology and history 
and myth and society and economics and war and military, uh, these two people will blow your mind and just the things that they're talking about. So, yeah. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah. All right. So, you know, we'll probably just wrap it up there because it's a little bit after an hour. I try not to make these too long. No worries. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. I, I mean, I'm probably going to have you on again. This, I actually had a really good time. Thank you. Yeah, that, that was a really great, great talk. That was a really cool talk. Yeah, I, I didn't know what to, I mean, I haven't been, I've been out of the loop for like the last week or two. It's been Oktoberfest here in my <laughs> little area, so we've been drinking plentiful German beers, and it's fall oh, now, so we got all kinds of like autumn-type projects. I've been building this big chicken run. Oh, nice. On the side of our shed, trying to get our, our little, we have like an acre and a half, but I'm just trying to manage some of this property. and That's good for you. Good. That's nice. To get things piece. kind of tightened up so we can move into the winter season. So I've just been busy. I mean, I, I didn't do work for the podcast for a while. And then in about two weeks, I threw out like 10 episodes, like bam, 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 bam. <laughs> And then I've just kind of stopped cold. So this is my first recording since my last episode. Oh, nice. Uh, okay. So this has been really cool. I just, I just, what I'm saying is I haven't done any real research. I didn't have anything ready for this conversation, but I, you no, know, dude, right. I just like riffing with people. I like riffing with smart people that have their own practice and their own way of approaching life and their own questions. And so I, I, I prefer to come unprepared for these kinds of things. <laughs> no, that's totally fine. I, you know, you know, I used to be a little bit more anal, I guess about that, or even on myself that I was like, Oh fuck, I got to know what they're talking about too. And this and that. But you know, I, I found that if, if you find somebody that like, I had asked you to come on just because I thought a lot of the topics and the stuff I thought was like, all right, I could probably have really have a good conversation with this dude. Be totally honest, you know, for real, man. Yeah, and, and and sometimes that's just for me when it's that's like organic, and if you know, I enjoyed it, and hopefully uh, whoever listens to me did too. If not, hopefully on the next one. But you know, I had a great time. Yeah, it's it's been a pleasure, man. Yeah, I really appreciate sure. the invite, and uh, yeah, yeah, and once again, Adam says, "Hey, uh, awesome. get a hold of him, man, because he's he's looking to pivot the show." Good, um, good for him. And, and, good for him. In a few different, in a few different directions, and um, you know, he's been that's great. He's been such a badass out there. He's really stuck his neck out, and he's really showed a lot of vulnerability and strength. And I think he deserves our support and our respect. And so, if we can, yeah, no, uh, I always in, always liked contact. that show. Yeah, keep in like, contact with him, and we'll see how we up. can grow these things together in a different way, and stay hungry, and keep changing, yes. and keep trying to make beauty out of all of this terror and weird shit that we're going through because it is equally beautiful fascinating and horrifying and no you're right you have to be able to hug and bring all that in right you you said it the best right there it's it's both um before you go please uh plug your stuff again one more time cool man um dean reiner from the up is down podcast you can find my show uh, basically, anywhere you find podcasts, you'll probably be better to find them on podcasting 2.0 apps. Like um, I like Podverse. There's Podcatcher. Um, you can also find me on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker. You can follow me on Twitter at Up Is Down Podcast. Oh, on Twitter, on I don't there. really do a whole lot. I try oh, okay. not to get engaged <laughs> with people. Um, people can also drop me a line at Up Is Down Podcast at Gmail if they want to uh, make some contact. He got some cool stories. What nice. I really like to do lately is like if I'm going to talk to people, I want it to be, I preferred it to be just regular people who don't have platforms, regular people living out their lives, going through crazy shit. And like I'm, I'm, I'm looking for those invisible people. So if you're an invisible people and you have some That's experiences awesome. that you want to share that you think are valid and meaningful, um, get at me at Up Is Down Podcast at Gmail and, uh, We'll see about getting you on the show. and That's awesome. Story. That's awesome. You know, I've been trying to do the same. I mean, even with, like, some of the fans that I've been coming across, 
some of them have some stories that are just like, you know, I think maybe other people should hear that. I think that's awesome that you'll have, uh, you know, just because they don't have a show, you know, that you're still willing to give them a chance to be heard. That's an amazing, oh, that's an amazing best, thing. Man. That's an amazing yeah. thing. Because we all had to start somewhere ourselves, too. You know what Absolutely. I'm saying? <laughs> so that's, Personally, that's for me right now, I think it's the best. I mean, no, I've, I've just been watching this podcast world kind of become so incestuous and people just passing around guests like some girl at a party and i just don't want to be treated like that i don't want to treat other people like that i mean if yo yo badass- i swear to god i swear to god, you know i i'm gonna be totally honest with you the reason i ended up with you and this other guy called the texasist is because of that i <laughs> had seen and, and you know no I'm, I'm just as guilty as it because there's a group of podcasts that i talk to there's a kind of a group of us we all hang you know we do things together we bullshit. We're in chats together. We've sure. all kind of like, you know, starting to have like the same guests or I've even become one of them. I'll be totally honest. I've done with it. Yeah. I've I been know, on I'll probably, I don't know how it. many, how many of their fuck you know, their shows. I love it. It's great. But I was yeah, like, yo, cool. I got to find people that I didn't even know existed. <laughs> and that's how yeah. I found you. I was like, fuck it. I was just fucking, I was on Spreaker uploading a thing. And I was like, you know what? Let me check the podcast on here. I never heard of. And I think I went under certain uh, type of categories and I came across you. And I was like, cool, yo, I gotta, that's exactly how I did it. I was like, I, I want to find somebody that I haven't seen do the do the circuit. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it worked out great. I'm glad I had you on. <laughs> cool, man. Yeah, it's been a real yeah. pleasure, dude. It's really cool. Awesome. So, uh, yes, everybody, please, uh, if you like this episode, like, subscribe, share, pass it on. Uh, if you liked it, then go check out his stuff and do the same over there. Like, subscribe, and pass it on. Uh, yeah, and that's about it. Um, I'm definitely going to have him on again. So if you liked it, hopefully you'll get to hear him again. And uh, that's about it. And until the next one, everybody be well.